Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high achieving and ambitious mid level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook. Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Hi, guys. Hey, I wanted to let you know I'm taking the next two weeks off for a summer vacay, and I'll be back as usual on July 5th. So enjoy your, your break, and don't forget to come back in July. If you listened last week, you know that I've implemented a DIY versus DFY segment at the end of each podcast, so be sure to stick around. I've got one for this episode, of course. Today, I want to talk about behavioral interview questions. I find that overall, the episodes of my podcast that get the most listeners are anything to do with interviewing. And I have to be honest, after this is episode 277, it can be it can get difficult and challenging to find new spins to take on on this information and how to conduct interviews or how to be in an interview. Specifically today, I want to talk about where these interview questions come from, because I don't think that's a topic I've covered with any any depth. How can you know or have a pretty good idea of what you're going to be asked in a behavioral interview so you can prepare the appropriate Carl stories? And if you haven't heard about my Carl stories, I'll, I'll get into them in a moment. Remember, behavioral interview questions are ones that start with something like, tell me about a time when, describe a situation when, and it requires you to give them a real life example that fits their, their, whatever they're asking from you. It is not hypothetical. So you do not have the ability to go into, well, here's how I would do that, right? Or you, I often find that people who aren't prepared for behavioral interviews go into a, a second person language. So they start saying, well, you know what I you would do, like you would then do this and that. And it's all, again, very hypothetical. So you want real life stories, but how do you know which stories to create? Well, it's based on the competencies they're looking for for the job. So I want you to start with the job description. If the recruiter hasn't provided you with one, you have to have that. Please, when unless there is some weird extenuating circumstance that I can't even think of, do not go into an interview without a job description, because otherwise, how can you possibly properly prepare for that interview? So you have to have the job description. Next, I want you to read it, of course, carefully underline or otherwise pull out keywords the employer is looking for. So here are some examples. Strong written and verbal communication skills, experience in project management, ability to juggle multiple responsibilities simultaneously, experience in a fast-paced environment, ability to manage conflict. Those are the kinds of terms, words that you want to find in this job description. Your next step then is to come up with a Carl story that would illustrate your ability in each of those areas. Oh, and the other thing I want to say is that you can also think about 
the competencies that you know would be required for this, even if they're not in the job description. So assuming that this job is in line with the career that you're in, right, you're not completely new to the career, hey, what have I had to demonstrate? What competencies have I had to develop in my previous roles in this career path? And might they ask me about them? I want to be prepared for those. Now, I've talked about the front door method and the back door method of coming up with Carl stories before. But briefly, the front door method is here are those competencies. And then I'm going to I'm going to come up with stories, real life stories that that meet, you know, those competencies that that respond to those competencies. The backdoor method is I'm going to come up with 10 Carl stories and then I'm going to retrofit those stories. Okay, this story would work good if they asked me about this, this, or this. Typically, any story that you come up with with would answer at least three interview questions. So you've got multiplication factor going on here. So Carl stories, what does that stand for? The C is is challenge, right? So what is the challenge? What was I tasked with? What was I assigned? What was the problem? The A is the action. What did I do? What were the three, maybe three steps that I took? Walk the interviewer through how you went about resolving this problem. The R is then the result. And this is the one that people forget. They don't tell me, okay, so did you meet that deadline? I have to prompt them. Did you meet the deadline? How did that work out with that coworker? What did your boss say? What were the financial results of that decision? Like I have to, I have to pull it out of them. I don't want to have to pull that out of you. So the result, and then the L, which is not something that I see on any of the other star and car stories out there is lessons learned. And I put this one in parentheses often when I write about it, because I don't want you to necessarily do a lessons learned on every single story. It might get a little redundant, and sometimes it just is, feels a little bit like a square peg in a round hole. But what I mean by lessons learned, and it can also be a skill demonstrated, is so, so this happened with this employee, and here's how I resolved it. What I learned from that situation is that it's better it's so much better in the long run if I will just take the initiative to address the conflict head on as soon as I realize there is a conflict instead of letting it fester like I did in this situation. A skill demonstrated would be something like, I think what this situation shows about me is my ability to remain calm under pressure. So I am spoon feeding the interviewer with what I want them to take away from that story that I just told. Before you wrap up your your Carl stories, I also we talked earlier about, you know, what are some other competencies? So, you know, maybe they don't talk about a certain skill that you just know is needed in that field. Be sure you build in some Carl stories for those as well. Here are some additional examples of what might reasonably expected of someone in the role, even if it's not in the job description. A time when you had to manage a team that was underperforming. A time when you had to manage your relationship with your boss. A time when you failed. Now, nobody's going <laughs> to, can't think of a job description where they'd be, hey, we want losers, we want failure, right? Like, but that's a great question. I love to ask that one because I find that one's really trippy for a lot of people. A time when you had a particularly difficult customer service situation to manage. So the job description may say, you know, well-developed customer service skills or something like that. But, hey, I'm going to take it a step further because I want to talk about a time when it was particularly difficult to provide excellent customer service and I did it anyway. 
And then a time when you had to con you had a conflict with a coworker. Again, you know, it might say something like, you know, team player, but the flip side of that is there are conflicts at work and we want to know how you manage them when they do arise. I recommend that you start by outlining your Carl story. So, okay, here's a story and then, you know, here's what it might work for. So here's the the competency that it, uh, competencies, because remember, probably three competencies for each story that I could use this story for and then start practicing. If you have at least 10 stories, you should be covered no matter what the interviewer asks you in the way of behavioral interview questions. All right, so here's the DIY versus DY, DFY segment. If you are in need of some interview, sample interview questions, I've got a link in the show notes to the interview guide that sits on my website. So if you don't have access to the show notes right at this moment, you can't wait to get the interview guide, you can go to my website, exclusivecareercoaching.com, and in the top nav bar, you'll see free resources. And you can click on, scroll down and find the one on interview guide. And there are a ton of interview questions in there along with strategies for answering. As far as DFY done for you, when do you want to hire a coach to help you with your interview skills? I consider three factors as being very important here. Number one, is the bar very high? So, you know, I don't think you need a coach if your boss has been like, well, we got to go through the motions and you have to interview, but you've got the job. Why would you spend, you know, a few hundred dollars to for interview coaching for that? But if the bar is high or when you know that your interview skills are below average, you, you've either gotten feedback or just experience has shown you that you are not good at interviews and or when you are particularly concerned about some aspect of your work experience. So I've had clients who come to me because they're concerned about, let's just say, a lapse in employment. This was particularly relevant before COVID when it wasn't so common. Or, you know, it could be an incarceration or frequent job changes. But what ends up happening is that fear of that thing coming up in the interview affects everything they do to prepare for the interview. They're on, they're kind of on pins and needles about what are they going to ask me about that gap in employment or whatever it is. And so they like, they can't see the forest for the trees. So you would need then coaching on your interview skills and also on your thought processes so that you, you can come at that question with integrity, with the right response and not be fixated on it. My interview coaching program involves two one-hour coaching sessions. So we spend approximately 20 minutes in character in each of those two sessions as interviewer and interviewee, and I am recording that. And then we spend the remainder of the hour on what did you do well, where did you struggle, and we develop strategies for improving in those areas where you struggled. So it could be that we practice, I give you a strategy, you practice it again, try try the answer again. It could be that I give you some homework to do. And it could be just a little bit of a mindset shift that is what you need. The second interview session is structured exactly the same. We, I have you give me a job description ahead of time. So for some people, this is a job description that you are actually going to be interviewing for and you've been given an interview date or you strongly you know, anticipate an interview for this particular job. Or it could be a representative job description. Like this is the kind of job I'm going to be applying for. And that works well as, as well. So in that second session, 
We're using the same job description most often. Still 20 minutes in character interview or interviewee, 40 minutes breaking that down. The second session is exactly where the confidence shoots up. And that's why I like the two sessions. You get feedback as to how you're doing better. You're hearing yourself improving. You're going to have evidence of that via the recording. And so the confidence really shoots up. And virtually everybody that I interview coach with will come back to me and say, you know what? (laughs) You were much harder than the actual interview. And my response is, yay, I did my job. Because my thought, my visual is... It's like when a baseball player is in the on-deck circle and they put that donut thing on their bat and they swing it around, makes it heavier. And then they get up to bat, they take that donut off and that bat swings like it doesn't weigh anything. That's what I want to do for my interview clients. I want to make it harder than most any interview an actual interviewer would put you through, really put you through your paces because that's going to increase your confidence. Like I can handle whatever they give me. Also, I've done well, whatever they give me, I'm ready for this. And they, they're like, I I can take on the world. So the confidence and the skill level is shooting up. So if you would like to schedule a consult with me about my interview coaching program, I've got that link in the show notes. As always, I would love to speak with you about what that would look like for you and let me know. So I hope this has been helpful to understand how you can prepare for behavioral interview interviews by knowing where those questions are going to come from. And I will see you in three weeks after my vacation. Thanks so much. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.